Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Tuesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures down a quarter cent at 6.25 and three quarters. March soybeans down four and a quarter at 14.86 and a quarter. March Chicago wheat is up four cents at 7.65 and a quarter. March Kansas City wheat up three quarters of a cent at 7.82. March spring wheat is up three and a half cents at 9.10. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review if you have not already. you're watching on YouTube, guys, hit that subscribe button. Help me to grow this channel. Like these videos. Leave me a comment uh, if you have anything to say. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website. Click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. Check out my subscription service, guys. It is $49.99 a month. I send out a ton of information to my subscribers. You get my morning email, which goes out every business day right before I start these live streams about 6.20. Uh, My text message service, all of my grain marketing recommendations. My subscriber-only videos are very popular. I did one yesterday regarding the influence of managed money in these markets, corn and soybeans in particular. I kind of tried to answer the question, is this rally being driven by fundamentals alone, supply and demand alone, or is the outside influence of of this managed money uh, a real big deal, and has that been the bigger influence? So if you're interested in that sort of material, guys, there's at least five videos a week on the weekends uh, during weather markets. I do weather updates as well. Give that deal a shot. It's a monthly deal. You can cancel at any time. No other feed, no other obligation. Won't try to sell you anything else. Brazilian soybean production estimates are being absolutely slashed. This has turned into like a game of limbo here. You know, how low can you go? Ag Rural cut their estimate to 128.5 million metric tons, down sharply from 133.4 previously. Ag Resource Brazil went down to 125 uh, from 131 previously. Uh, the, the government entities are still quite a bit higher than that, but they haven't updated since last month. USDA's most recent estimate was 139 uh, million metric tons. Conab was just above 140. Last year's record crop totaled 138, so we are no longer talking a record soybean crop in Brazil. Uh, in fact, you're, you're probably talking something closer to two years ago when I think they were 128. Um, are these estimates too low? I don't know. Uh, the market acts like they're not too low. I mean, May soybean futures traded $15 overnight. Uh, the market remains phenomenally strong. It's acted phenomenally well. So am I going to say that these estimates below 130 are crazy? Absolutely not. Um, I've, I've heard people who believe that they're way too low. I know that there are people out there who believe that the crop ultimately will fall you know, somewhere in the mid-130s. But I'm not going to say that this is crazy, especially based on the way that the market is acting. The U.S. and the U.K. are prepared to initiate travel bans and asset freezes on Russian elites if an invasion of Ukraine occurs. Now, this does not include Vladimir Putin himself, uh, based on what I read this morning, but people very close to him. Uh, U.K. urged Putin to step back from the brink after the Russian buildup of troops near the Ukraine border. Uh, This was a quote from the White House. The individuals we have identified are in or near the inner circles of the Kremlin and play a role in government decisions making or at a minimum complicit in the Kremlin's destabilizing behavior. Um, 
So they want to target, pe target people close to Putin, essentially, if some sort of invasion occurs. Uh, Moscow called the warnings very disturbing. A Russian official said this, an attack by any given country on Russian business implies retaliatory measures, and these measures will be formulated based on our interests if necessary. So guys, it's more back and forth here. There's nothing new here today. Um, but it's a situation that certainly needs to be followed, given the export uh, implications for wheat and for corn to a lesser extent. Now, perhaps on that same note, uh, well-followed private group Sov Econ actually increased its estimate for Russian wheat exports. They went up to 34.3 million metric tons. They were 34.1 previously. USDA is at 35, so they're actually still a little bit below 35. The group cited the current pace of high exports and the increasing ability of Russian wheat to compete on the global market as the ruble falls versus the dollar. In addition, and this was the most interesting thing that I um, uh, gathered here, they said this, the risk of problems with shipments from the Black Sea region due to conflict between Russia and the West slash Ukraine seems low to us. So this group in particular uh, is not overly concerned regarding the Ukraine-Russia situation. Soybean inspections or shipments out of the U.S. improved last week. Uh, we shipped a total of 1.4 million metric tons of soybeans. Uh, that was up just marginally on the week, but still behind the 1.9 that we did the same week last year. Corn and wheat inspections declined on the week. Uh, soybean shipments can be problematic here. Accumulated shipments for the marketing year are down 24% versus last year. USDA is projecting that soybean exports will fall by only 9.5% this year. You know, typically in a normal year, Soybean export shipments out of this country decline drastically when South American crops come online. Now, we've got a South American crop issue and kind of an unknown in the size of the Brazilian uh, soybean crop in particular. So this could change the situation slightly. But for the moment here, the, the pace of soybean shipments uh, could really use some work. China did buy some more U.S. soybeans yesterday. Not a big amount, about 5 million bushels in total. And it was split between this year and next year. So uh, these are not big amounts, not enough to move the needle. It is interesting, however, that China is buying any beans at all uh, for old crop delivery. Certainly an interesting deal. And I guess a lot of that probably does have to do with Brazil. The U.S. cattle herd is the smallest since 2016. USDA released its biannual cattle inventory report yesterday. Total U.S. cattle herd, 91.9 million. That was down 2% versus last year. And again, the lowest since 2016. The beef cow herd totaled 30.1 million, was down 2.2% versus last year. So the report in itself was seen as being friendly versus expectations in regard to the cattle market. The numbers were a little bit lighter than expected and perhaps a little bit bearish feed demand. You know, less cattle equals less feed. Um, a good chunk of this decline can be attributed to drought in the northern plains and areas of the southern plains. The cattle market did finish higher yesterday. Um, I would imagine that that report bodes well for today, but we'll see what happens. In the outside markets, we've got the U.S. dollar just marginally lower. The S&P is down five. The Dow's down 40. Bonds are up a little bit. Gold and silver up. Crude oil is down 49 cents in the March WTI at 87.66 last trade. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.